0: Hey, it's Bragging Rights Week, which has Scott Ritchie all fired up, our basketball beat writer in this week's podcast, Inside a Line of Basketball. We'll tell you if Illinois is going to beat Missouri. He'll also tell you who on Missouri you should boo. And there are a lot of options, both uh, in uniform and guys in suits on the bench. we have uh, plenty to talk about when we come back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that We have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's morning show to Scott Beatty's news hour to Brian Barnhart's penny for your thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Happy bragging rights week, Scott. Yeah, it's an exciting exciting time. We used to call it the border war, but apparently someone put the kibosh to that terminology.
1: Oh, really? I thought it was always the bragging rights. Yeah, it was kind of the... Kind of shared name for a while.
0: Yeah, but uh, cooler heads prevailed. We'll go with bragging rights. Is it still the Bush bragging rights? Um,
1: I'm not sure this year, but like it's been sponsored by like Bud Light as as well. Yeah,
0: all right. I'm
1: sure lots of that will be consumed on Saturday in St. Louis.
0: Growing up in suburban St. Louis, I can still to this day remember seeing the line eye of Lou Henson going to the Esquire movie theater on Clayton Road. Really? Ahead of a border war back in the early 80s. There's yeah. my first memory of it. It wasn't an actual game. Seeing a bunch of tall dudes in sweatpants <laughs> going to a movie. Yeah. Probably yeah. Rocky. Rocky 2, maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe this year's team
0: will go see Creed 2. What does the team do on the, uh, you know, they go down on Friday, right? To St. Yeah, St. I mean, do they go like, to a movie Friday night?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, they uh, certainly have some.
0: Maybe go time see The believe. Mule, although that won't fire you up. <laughs> My son's gave me the thumbs down on The Mule this weekend. They went. Oh. Two teenage kids said yeah, they so need more that action.
1: It doesn't bode well.
0: No, not the type of movie that will fire your team up is what I was told.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, because they'll have their practice on, on Friday down in St. Louis, and then obviously not, not, not to not have a game until Saturday at 7, there's some time to kill. So maybe go see
0: a movie. All right, I'd highly recommend it. You say you said Creed too, huh?
1: Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Bob okay. Osbiston just, just said yeah. it was it was good. So
0: it won't have you running home from the theater like the original Rocky did to many of us.
1: Yeah, well, when it's a a reboot and right. it sort of maybe hits all of the same notes as the original quote unquote of this same story, with just a couple different characters. Eh, I don't know.
0: All right. It is bragging rights week, and uh, Illinois showing signs of life heading into the biggest game of the year. Well, they've won two games in a row. That's signs of life.
1: Since they hadn't done that at all this year, yeah, absolutely. The team um, they just
0: beat, of course, didn't sleep for twenty-four yeah, like, hours. Yeah, I, I wonder
1: what that game would have been like <laughs> if East Tennessee State hadn't traveled for basically an entire day to get to Champaign, and if they had arrived before three thirty in the morning and with their luggage. Who knows? Because I, mean, I I had said this was not a team to sleep on. And, and then, that's
0: when I mimicked sleeping, and I was right.
1: Yeah, and you got more than they did, <laughs> I think. But uh, still a good one for Illinois. I think you know, the first half, at least, was, was pretty good. Second half, nah, maybe not so much, and that's kind of a trend. But uh, it was enough to win and maybe take a little momentum into Saturday's game against Missouri.
0: I think so. I think you're right. A two game win streak. First one in a long time. Uh, what makes you happy these days watching Illinois basketball?
1: I think it has to start with Kipper Nichols. And uh, Saturday's win against East Tennessee State was his fourth in double figure scoring. And that's the first time he's had four games in a row in double digits in his Illinois career. So that uh, consistent Kipper Nichols turns out pretty good. Um, and that he's just been fighting that his entire time at Illinois, just you know, that kind of trying to find that kind of consistency. But he's also averaging about five rebounds per game in th- that span, which is fine. He had nine uh, against East Tennessee State. That's probably a number that Brad Underwood would like to see go up a little bit. But um, I think what maybe stands out even more than just the fact that he's been in double figures the last four games is how he's doing it and really he's – being his usage rate is sixth highest on the team in terms. Wait, you of just
0: said usage rate. In
1: terms of per- percentage of possessions used.
0: What the hell is usage rate? It's just how much. And you know, why
1: am I the team? How much you know? Maybe the offense runs through Kaepernick's, and it's not much, but he's you know, making the most of his opportunities.
0: I don't want to ever hear that again coming out of your mouth. You've Scott. you've
1: really got to get on board with these advanced metrics, Jim. It's the I'd say it's the wave of the future, but. The future's been here for several years already. (laughs) It's happening. I can't accept. You're a home runs, (laughs) RBIs guy,
0: aren't you? (laughs) Yes, I am, Scott. (laughs) Give me a triple crown any day.
1: I still see value in the triple crown, and like baseball's advanced stats are uh, even maybe too nerdy for me. I can't follow half of them. But
0: I'm a triple double guy in basketball. Right. That's all. uh, That's the farthest I want to go. I mean, that's. I don't want usage rate. All right. Uh, I'll accept plus-minus. That's what my kids foist on me now all the time.
1: I'm going to have to start on them to get you, you know, some of these other mm. ones. But I think it just it illustrates what Kipper Nichols, I mean, even more so illustrates what he's doing on the court because he's not a number one option on this team, but in the last four games he's been their most consistent player with some good production. I'm going to just weave in some advanced stats every podcast. Go has. ahead.
0: It's your freaking podcast.
1: I know. That's why I'll do it. And eventually, you'll, you'll come to at least appreciate okay. some of them. Start weaving.
0: Well, that's the big one. Oh, that's the for, big, for this week. You're done?
1: I, I don't want to give you too many. Just to see your head explode <laughs> across the, the studio from me. But, uh, I mean, so Kipper Nichols is okay. a good thing for all my best right now. Samba Kane is all right. turning into something, at least. He's, oh. Two weeks ago, he played more against UNLV than he had been the entire season. And before that, had eight points. He wasn't maybe as productive offensively uh, against East Tennessee State, but just from you know, what I watched a little bit of both games, and he's just looks more comfortable. And I think that was the biggest hurdle to climb with him. Uh, one, because he's not played basketball all that long in his life. And two, the basketball at Division One. Slash Big Ten level is just so far different than what he even did, you know, in high school. But if he can, you know, pull down a couple of rebounds, block a shot or two, score even just a little bit, that's uh, it's a good thing for Illinois because they need someone besides Georgie Bajanashvili in the post, and it hadn't been the Donna Salarosa through, you know, I guess you know, say the first eight or nine games, but. It, Sam McCain can just give a little bit. It's more than Illinois had without him.
0: Those right. are two. Those are two good things. That's all that makes you happy right now. How about Demonte Williams getting in a fight? I mean, he's, you know, that kind of
1: bulldog type player. I mean, he's he's been a little better offensively this year. He's never going to maybe be that super offensive player, but he's going to do everything else. Uh, and you he need, he need guys like that. You need glue guys. He's a glue guy.
0: He had to and have his knee glued guy. back together his senior year. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I wonder what would have happened if he hadn't torn his ACL. Because yeah. in high school, like he could take over a game offensively on occasion. And maybe he just doesn't see that role for himself with this team. I and mean, I know he started um, the game against East Tennessee State, and you know, he has told Brad what he prefers to come off the bench and you know, get a, a feel for the game and then jump into it. But with, uh, I would assume, not available, as it turns out, for the whole game, uh, Devontae got the start, and I assume he'll go back to his role, kind of first man off the bench.
0: Is that real? the real truth we're being told, the, the two kids just showed up late?
1: I mean, that's what they both tweeted out uh, as well, uh, kind of apologizing. For know, being for late. That. For being late to shoot around.
0: Okay. You're buying that.
1: Well, and they've both independently tweeted that, and that's what hmm. I don't know. I mean, okay, if they don't play against Missouri, it's probably something more. Okay, but we'll see. Do you not buy that?
0: I don't know. I'm always suspicious. Yeah, I mean that's it's fair. Okay, but but they survived without him. Yeah. Um, how do you be, how are you late to something?
1: Uh, miss your alarm? I don't know.
0: Okay, I don't use an alarm anymore. I get up early. Well, that's 40-plus years of experience there, Jim. You have the ability to sleep in yet, Scott Ritchie?
1: No. Okay. I was up at 6 this morning. Okay. I've lost any ability to sleep in. Is that
0: any, uh, any worry on your part that these guys are late and being suspended at this time? It's the
1: first time it's happened, so no. Okay. I mean, if it happens again, then it's a start of a pattern, but right now it's a... A one time anomalous thing,
0: at don't, least in the context of the rest of the season. Don't programs have like people who watch over each one of their players nonstop to make sure they're at class and they're waking up in time and they're at practice and they're at the library and
1: I don't know if there's one person per player, but
0: Okay. They have that.
1: It's not the first time an Illinois basketball player has been late to something and been suspended for it. Okay.
0: There you go. You made me feel better now, Scott. So do they beat Missouri? I don't know. I really don't. And hey. the matchup is—it's a
1: fifty-fifty toss-up, really, when you look at the the Ken Palm percentages.
0: Thank you, yeah, for that breakdown. But
1: I just—I don't know. We I Illinois idea. having I won answer. Illinois having won these last two games. I say yes. If they had not beaten both of UNLV any since he's hit, then I would not have been real high on their chances against Missouri. Also, Illinois doesn't play at all this week. Uh, Missouri plays, we're recording this on Monday, plays Tuesday, tomorrow against Xavier. So maybe they get knocked around by the Musketeers and don't go into bragging rights on a good note. Maybe that helps Illinois.
0: Who am I rooting against the most on Missouri? Give me your... (laughs) <laughs> in order, who I should really root against is it Tillman, is it Mark Smith, I is mean, it the other guy who name Javon Pickett? You? Yes, um, order them for me.
1: So, in, t- in terms of who I think Illinois fans will be rooting against the okay. most, because um, let's just be honest here, I don't care, right, one way or the other. Yeah, you uh, shouldn't. You are our beat writer. Yeah, uh, Mark Smith is going to be at the top of that list. Okay, then Jeremiah Tillman. And then Javon pickett, Okay. And honestly, fifth. you could probably throw Kanzo in there, maybe tied sure from, with Mark Smith. But really, I think Illinois fans okay. are the fact that he's starting all three of those guys this year. Though it it kind of cracks me up. Like when it happened in the first game, I was like, "That's terrifically funny," because Illinois fans kind of got worked up about it a little bit on on the Twitter where that thing happens a lot. Right. But uh, consistently, all three of those guys have been starting.
0: Neither team excelling this year, but no. this is still a regionally, at least, a high priority game. Is it sold out? Do we know? Uh, I don't know yet. I haven't looked
1: at the ticket sales, but in the last year there were about twenty thousand people there. It, there's finally some life to this thing because Illinois, is, you know, they've won five in a row, but I'd say for four of those five, the crowds were trending downward considerably. And the year before the Brad Underwood and Council Martin were both hired was, I think, the worst crowd of all time of this game, like 12,000 people. So it's basically the now Enterprise Center was essentially half empty or half full if you want to you know see it that way. But in last year, great crowd into it, and... Just all of the peripherals of three a line, line I are almost a line I on the Missouri roster. Just gives it a little extra something. So I expect even if neither team has been great this year, that the crowd will will still be very yep. into this game.
0: This is a calendar-driven game as well. I do believe because when it's always a couple days before Christmas, it adds a little spark to it. I think when it was after Christmas, it wasn't as much fun.
1: Yeah, When being on a Saturday helps. Mm-hmm. Selling beer. There's been a at the stadium helps. There's been a couple like in the middle of the week which
0: right weren't great. Right. Is this on Big Ten network? Did I see?
1: Yeah, that's odd. It's been on one of the ESPN family right of stations. For so a while. if you're in SEC
0: land, can you watch this?
1: Yeah, I think Big Ten Network. Think so.
0: All right, goes about everywhere. So that means it's on the SEC network next year. I would guess.
1: Maybe I don't. Right. The SEC networks maybe not. Well, that's part of the ESPN. I get it, family.
0: SEC. I never watch it, but I get it. Yeah, I think I do, too. Okay. All right, Scott Ritchie will be down there with uh, a couple others from News Zed Media. Tracking it all down. What else do we know, need to know about basketball heading into the holidays? Uh, Illinois basketball? Yeah, or just, well, just in general. Uh, the Big some- Ten, maybe? Well, the Big Ten we, we went over last week, and yeah. nothing has changed, I would argue.
1: Yeah. Well, just to reinforce maybe that the Big Ten is good. Well, I knew that. I had... I don't know if any Seven Big Ten teams in my all right. AP ballot this what
0: week. Was this volleyball? Almost. You, uh, I agree with you on Nebraska. I think they're
1: okay. And this will make you happy. I gave some love to Indiana. I kind of reevaluated the bottom half of my ballot. Okay. About, about
0: they're, time. They're they're in there right? Well, they've actually. got
1: four top 50 wins this month alone. All very close, right? Yeah, but. That's a good
0: sign. They're also wins. Right. They could have lost. Sure could have. All of these close games. Okay. Well, the conference season kicks off uh, again in early January, is that right? So we'll uh, Yeah, the first we'll week start of January. About Big 10 back then. But Illinois recruiting nothing new there any
1: uh Well, the kind of the same news as last week. Kofi Cockburn will be here a week from well, the end the last weekend of December he narrowed his list to 5 with Illinois on it. Um We'll see. I mean, it's a five-star center, nothing's changed about him. He's still a giant human being. Just probably one of the most physical big men in this class, just in terms of what he can do around the basket. But uh, he's got that final five, and Illinois is in it. Kansas, UConn, St. John's, the undefeated Red They're Storm. Undefeated.
0: They're 10 they 0 no. Chris Mullen is still their yeah. coach. Pitt is in his top five. You know he used to drink a case of beer a day.
1: Uh, he used to be an alcoholic. In the NBA, right. And he's not anymore, which right. is good. But
0: right. yeah, I, I, uh, it's hard to fathom playing ball after drinking a case of beer every and day. And being as good right. as he, he could was. shoot like that. He was on the dream team, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, but St. John's undefeated. I mean, granted, they haven't played anybody. Their best wins are Virginia Tech, or er, excuse me, VCU and Georgia Tech, as I combine two schools into one. But good 10-0 is 10-0, is 10-0. He needed
0: it. New York <laughs>
1: needs it. Yeah. Well, he's got one of the best backcourts in the country. And Shamari Ponson, Mustafa Heron. so
0: Walter Berry, no longer with the team. Uh, I don't. That's old so. school. Yeah. all right <laughs> That's that's way old
1: school. <laughs> like when I'm not getting the reference. That's how old it I is. played against Walter Berry. That's how about how, that? That's how old it is. How about right that there? at
0: San Jacinto Junior College in Texas? Did you lock him up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Your top twenty-five. Any any movers and shakers in that uh, in this week's ballot? Um. North Carolina moved up some after beating beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Okay. That's a good one and beat them by thirteen.
1: But well, I was in Chapel Hill. Gonzaga's played just a kind of ridiculous schedule. Well, because
0: it ends here and they get back to their little conference. Well, yeah, play. they're going to West Coast Conference, right, So we'll see you in tournament time. Yeah, although don't West Coast give me Santa Clara or whatever the heck they play. I was going to say San Francisco.
1: I was going to say San Francisco, top fifty nope. team. Fraud, maybe a little bit, but yeah. top fifty right now. Uh, yeah. So. They're getting in their resume building in the first two months of the season because that's it. But uh, you're not a lot of movement, really. Um.
0: Nevada still perfect? Yeah. Okay. Also good. They going to lose to anybody?
1: Uh, they might in the Mountain West. It's
0: It'd be weird if they went in undefeated, you know, how they show the 76 Hoosiers celebrating every time someone yeah. loses. Now a, Nevada, yeah. that, that You know they have a chance of going undefeated, right? Then all you have to do is string six more wins together. Yeah, it's And then I will never doubt you again In my life Scott Ritchie If that were to happen I mean I doubt that But okay. Yeah they're uh, Got two
1: Looks like yeah, Two non-conference games left Against Akron And John Gross So That's, that's a, a win That's a W And then they also play Utah At Utah And yeah, Utah's bad not this
0: year Utah what? Bad this year
1: They're not great No But I mean that's Well Pac-12 is Yikes. Really bad. Right,
0: But, I don't know, it's still in Salt yeah. Lake City. Man, I think they may be undefeated going into the tournament. Yeah. Though Do you have to give them a number one seed then? Yes. Okay. I
1: think so. Because at that point, no one else, Probably. well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I doubt anyone's going to. Right. There are going to be four undefeated teams. But could be challenged in the Mountain West by Utah State. Nope. It's been okay. Um, San Diego State, certainly. Maybe. Fresno State's okay. They're not great, right.
0: but I think they play a true round robin, so they'll play both those teams twice. Hey, let's close with volleyball. You done with basketball? Sure. Anything else you need to stuff in there? No, I think we hit okay. on
1: that. I mean, bragging rights and recruiting, those are the top two things this week, at least.
0: Scott Ritchie spent the uh, week in Minneapolis, where I've got one question for you, having watched the final couple points of the title match. Okay. Has replay ruined college volleyball?
1: Uh, it's not great, um, and it takes too long. It should, I mean, because there's no limit on how long the down official can look at the monitor, which mm. there probably should be.
0: Um, it's not like in Secaucus where the NBA folks are gathered for every play of every game. Yeah.
1: And they're limited by the angle. Right. The, the cameras provide and it just, it takes too long because volleyball is 100% a flow and momentum sport and replay just kills it. And, you have instances where maybe coaches have a replay left, a replay challenge left, and they'll use it for a timeout you know, late in the match. Yep. Um, and it would have been <clears throat> really bad Saturday if the confetti would have started falling yeah. <laughs> after off. that kill by Megan McClure uh, for Stanford, and then they had to keep playing. Right. But she was clearly behind the line. John Cook, just he had challenges left, and at that point you're either losing or – Maybe, you know, get a couple more cracks at it. So, why not use it? But it's, there needs to be some rules, I think, with it. It's not great. The fact that at Illinois, fans can do the wave about 40 times during a replay, is by the average length, it's too many times for the wave. One is probably too many times for the wave, but
0: it's not great. Your take of how Illinois performed?
1: I mean, those first two sets were unbelievable. They were like, Nebraska couldn't stop. Jackie Quaid and Illinois was doing whatever they wanted, and then I think you know Nebraska's experience in the in the Final Four, especially Mikhail Fecky's, made a difference at the end. And Illinois had zero service errors in the first two sets; they won them both. Then they had ten combined in the next three, which they lost. And honestly, that was probably the difference if you look at the scores of those matches. or those sets; ten points is a lot. As close as it was.
0: All right, they had a celebration uh, Sunday at Huff Hall. Go to newsgazette.com. dot com. Check out the video story, uh, among other things, our photo gallery too, and the story that I wrote. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Touching story. It's good. So here is the deal: Are they going to? Are we going to have to wait seven more years for them to get to the final four?
1: Maybe not seven. I, I will be more surprised next year if they do it again. Okay because replacing Jordan Poulter and Ali Bastianelli in particular, I'm not sure how you do it because that's the all-time blocks leader and Bastianelli, and then the Jimmy mean, may be one of the best setters ever in the NCAA and Jordan Poulter. So that's the challenge. And returning Jackie Quaid and Beth Prince, Megan Cooney. It's big, but got to find somebody to get them the ball. Okay. So that's... That's on Chris Thomas's to-do list in the next however many months.
0: Got some scholarships open? Can you bring in some studs? Or um, I
1: think they're about tapped on scholarships because they added f- at like four scholarship players in the 2019 class, including Champagne Central's R- Riley Hinton. And I think that might have been. Not
0: our player of the year. Does that concern you? All area player of the year, I mean, News um, Gazette. No, okay. I mean, Ali Tramey had a really going to Alabama. Really Allie Tramey. Year. yeah. What's with SEC? Because didn't uh, our player of the year last year go to Auburn.
1: Yeah, Mike Allison.
0: She's still at Auburn.
1: Um, I think as of right now, there's rumors floating that she's leaving Auburn. Isn't those no same rumors are tying her to Illinois because she's from Champaign? Nothing. We should
0: call her up and ask. She lives right down the way in by White Heath. Yeah. Um, nothing official yet. Call her up. Mike, are you coming to Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be funny if she's not leaving Auburn, because yeah. that's what everyone's sort of basing okay.
1: their assumptions on that fact, but not a
0: fact yet. Looking forward to that uh, volleyball coverage uh, in the off season. plenty of stuff going on. Uh, Chris Thomas got a raise.
1: He did. Kay. Assistant coaches both got, got, raises. got raises. Well, you go to the Final and Four, and
0: it's probably – And they're already taking orders for season tickets, I noticed, next year. Yeah. Striking while the iron's hot.
1: Well, yeah, you have to. Okay. Get people while they're still thinking good thoughts about Illinois volleyball.
0: All right. Well, maybe we're thinking good thoughts about Illinois basketball this time next week. And maybe it's Christmas Eve and we won't be doing this.
1: We won't be because I'm not going to be
0: here. Okay. So we'll put the uh, Illini Inside Illini Basketball podcast on hold. Okay.
1: Yeah, everyone should enjoy their holiday, because I will. Away from
0: here. okay, have a beer, boo some tigers, and watch Illinois win. That's how your Saturday night's going to go.
1: That would be, uh, I think, Illinois fans. That would consider that a, a pretty Merry Christmas.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie, Merry Christmas to you, and a Happy New Year. We'll be back at some point, one of these Mondays, probably the New Year's Eve. We'll we'll do that. you all right with that.
1: I'll probably be working.
0: All right, good. Good answer, Scott. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back then. See you.